Can you imagine being able to communicate with someone at the speed of thought? What would it be like to think like an angel? We turn our thoughts toward heaven right now in the NCE Spotlight, your home for fresh insights and spiritual musings from the ongoing translation of the New Century edition of Swedenborg's Theological Works. All right, welcome to the NCE Spotlight, our time to hear fresh insights from the work, the ongoing work of the New Century Edition translation of Swedenborg's works. And as always, I have with me Dr. Jonathan Rose. Welcome. Thank you. It is so great to have you here. And thanks again, as always, for coming and taking some time from your ongoing editing work to share, have an out, have this outlet for for sharing what you're coming across as you're as you're doing your work. It's just wonderful to have this chance to talk about these great things. I don't know, I get excited about these little gems that I find as I'm editing. I know, and it's just it's such a nice even just to take this moment and know that I'm going to hear uh you know lift my mind and think think spiritually a moment, you know, no matter what has been going on today or you know where you are in life it's kind of like a, a little pause to be able to turn our minds you know inwards or upwards whatever you want to call it and mm. and get some spiritual food so well this time i've got three pieces of spiritual food from secrets of heaven volume three and they all relate to heaven just different things that have to do with heaven nice Last time we were talking about the earth and, and so on, so I thought this time we could talk about heaven. Awesome. So in section 2209, it talks about language after death, and I have to admit I'm a language nerd. I, I'm fascinated <laughs> by it, and so I was very interested to read this statement. Mm. Swedenborg says, souls after death talk to each other clearly and distinctly, and yet without using words. <laughs> Even without words, their speech is so comprehensive that they can say more in a minute than we can say in an hour of our own speech. And that was about spirits. And then he talks about angels. He says, this is true of angels too, although their speech is even more complete and is imperceptible to spirits. Wow. All hmm. souls come into the other life already knowing how to talk this way, though never taught the method. Is the rational mind capable of believing any of this? And I'll just say this is in a whole string of things that he says, here are examples of things that are true, but the rational mind has difficulty with them. Oh, I love it. So this yep. is another one in that collection. So he's talking about a very, very efficient kind of language. Um, and yet he says it doesn't have words. Now, it kind of ties into thoughts that we have about telepathic communication. You know, a lot of people picture that there would be telepathic communication. I think it figures in people's near-death experiences. That's right. And and I would think, too, there's got to be there's something about that in the way dream communication happens. You know, when you get you get an insight through a dream and it's like 
it's like a whole thought that just sort of arrives in your mind and you sort of haven't, I guess that's why we use the word insight, you know, or something like it just suddenly feels like it's there and you get it. I, but it's so interesting to me that he says it's, it's inborn in us. And yet he says like for the angels or for spirits, the angel language is imperceptible to them. And at the same time, it's innate to them. So that's sort of this weird combination of like, there's got to be some way that we could get a taste of that in this world, even if we're going to enter into the totality of it in the next life. Yes, you you put your finger on it. Uh, the, the idea that spirit's communication is so much more efficient than ours. And then you have this angelic language that they can't even <laughs> understand. It's you crazy. Know? Yeah. They can't even discern the, the the level. That's something I love about Swedenborg's works is there's always this sense of height. There's no matter high, how high up in the building you are, there's always floors above you, so to speak. Yes. Oh, but so interesting. language teachers are going to be um, having to find something else to do, I guess, because uh, <laughs> it's amazing that we don't. He speaks about it elsewhere. It's just it's the language of thought. It's it's what we all do when we're thinking, and that may mm. come down into earthly language. But it's that kind of meta language that translators try to use. You can't go, they say, from like from Latin to English. You can't. You don't go straight from Latin to English. You go from Latin to a kind of meta language, and then bring that down into English because the rules are different in the two languages. Yeah, and even it just makes me think also of like. I might think I can, I can imagine I have a taste of it, you know, through dreams, like we're saying, or, you know, imagining that uh, somehow. And yet that's so very, it's like personal. It all happens inside of myself. You know, like I can reflect on my own thoughts, Mm. but the prospect of having that be how we communicate with each other is like amazing and would be so useful. (laughs) It would be wonderful. I I guess... um... Parties might not last long. (laughs) 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 Only takes three minutes to get all caught up with everybody. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, but it's a neat thought. The second passage is section 2493, and it's about a particular thing that makes angels happy. And and I didn't remember. I remember reading thoughts like this, but not this particular passage. Hmm. Swedenborg says, talking with angels about the memory of the past and resulting worries about the future. Now, that's interesting right there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That you have a memory of the past and that, of course, is what makes you worried about the future. <laughs> Little children don't don't have that worry because they may not remember what happened, so they're, they, they haven't learned yet to be worried about the future. So talking yeah. with angels about this... I learned that the deeper and more perfect angels are, the less they care about the past or Mm. think about the future. That is why they are happy. (laughs) It's quite a simple declarative sentence. From moment to moment, they said, the Lord shows them what to think and supplies them with blessings and happiness so that they are free of worries and cares This is what is meant in an inner sense by receiving manna from heaven daily 
That was that daily bread that you know the children of Israel mm-hmm. got when they were wandering in the wilderness. By the daily ration of bread mentioned in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. And by being forbidden to worry about what we will eat or drink or how we will be clothed, which is in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm, I just love that. And that's definitely one that I want to write down and put on my wall. Mm. <laughs> you know? That's the, a wall style quote. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That first or whatever earlier sentence about the they don't think about the past or they or the future. They're just content in the present. And it it's one of those fun ones where I feel like it's fun to think about just and Swedenborg invites us to do this. You know, like he he asks the reader, like, you should consider this, you know, is like, this is what's true. Maybe you could live like this, you know? So almost yeah. like pretend as if this were true and then see how I live my day differently. You know, just like, let's test it out. But it seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the I, I get a sense of the trust that angels have. You know, they really, really trust that yeah. they're taken care of, that it's going to be okay. They'll be given mm. what they need. And I think about people who have been through trauma or who are haunted by things, you know. Mm-hmm. How great would it be to be free of that burden and just live simply like a very little child in some ways in the moment, just right now being given, oh, this is wonderful. I'm feeling happy. And, you know, the way little children can go through a disaster and be crying and then the next second they're all they're all happy they're fine <laughs> you know yeah and i love how that's not it's not like that's a naive way to live this is how angels live you know this the is most the wisest wise, way loving to do beings it. yeah the exactly. lower spirits get caught up you know they're still a little bit stuck on they don't trust fully and they're still a little yeah. stuck on that past and future thing uh, yeah but yeah the higher you go the more they understand oh guess what you don't have to worry about that, and you'll be a lot happier if you don't. Wow. That is so cool. And this this final one from 2249, um, I don't know. There's a lot in here. I think I'll just, just read it rather than trying to set it up in some way. But okay. it's, a, it's about um, what angels care about, and it just the punchline at the end kind of blows my mind. <laughs> So Swedenborg's been talking about the inner sense of the chapter that he's discussing. In its inner sense, then, the current chapter has a great deal of description concerning the Lord's state of thought and perception, and in the early verses concerning the state of the union between his humanity and divinity. In the eyes of a person on earth, to be sure, this may not seem very important, but it is extremely important nevertheless. To the eyes of angels whose holy word is the inner meaning, these subjects are vividly presented with exquisite beauty in representative scenes. So are countless other concepts that follow on the heels of these subjects and bear a resemblance to them. Concepts involving the Lord's bond with heaven and the way angels receive his divinity in their humanity. Mm. Now that last phrase, Swedenborg's got so much talking about yes. 
the divine human and the divine and the human and all that. But I never remember him saying that angels receive his divinity in their humanity. What a beautiful picture of what it is, it is. to be an angel to even to some extent. You, it's not the same as the Lord, but to walk a similar path of in some way having that divinity come right down into, of all unlikely places, their humanity and having some little miniature version of what the Lord went through of bringing the divine and the human together. So that that phrase just right there, it's like, okay, I've got to quit work and just think about this for a while. I know. Oh, my goodness. I was hearing you reading it and thinking, oh, yeah, I, I've heard this kind of thing before, you know, like yeah. it was sort of feeling we've, like. <laughs> we've, we've talked about things like this before in, in, in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And That's then, right. but then it like <laughs> took it to this whole other level when you when you got to the end there because I was like wait a second that's <laughs> that's amazing so there they experience is that how you said it they experience the Lord's divinity in their humanity or that's what these yeah. concepts are portraying yeah right concepts involving the Lord's bond with heaven and the way angels receive his divinity receive. in their humanity they receive is, uh, I, I love his that. divinity yeah in their humanity. In their humanity. Wow. And that's the topic they're reading about. So Swedenborg is mm. a little bit like, I know this is likely to, to bore you, what I'm talking about right here. I just need you to know there are angels that are thrilled about this. And yes. this is what the whole thing is all about to them. Whatever you may be thinking life is all about, that's what they think it's all about. And yeah. they love this. Oh, and it's and amazing. I think that's why he titles the work Secrets of Heaven. You know, it's mm -hmm. like these are things that delight the heavens and at least we should know about them. Yeah, and and just to think that that's the value of the Bible, you know, of a sacred text, of divine revelation, whatever, you know, whatever divine revelation you are sourcing from, it's it is a way to to teach these concepts of how to receive mm. God's divinity in your humanity and, you know, that whole process. It's just like that That elevates. It's no longer just an old mm. book that it's like, maybe I should pick it up and read it every once in a while. You know, it becomes this, really this mm. life source, this, you know, a, a, a feeding trough is all that's coming to my mind. You know, this thing to eat and eat and receive you know, receive that that sustenance. Uh, yes, that. to to nourish your your spiritual life, to nourish that mm -hmm. connection, and the idea that these chapters in Genesis, you know, the oldest part of the Bible, and uh, could have anything to do with that. That that it would, in some way, internally encapsulate. The, mm. the things you need to know and do in order to have such a close connection. I mean, the Bible talks about us being in the Lord and the Lord being in us. Mm -hmm. But I never heard that particular way of putting it before, receiving his divinity in their humanity. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. I feel like I'm getting a little taste of that because I'm really enjoying this work that's called 
a women's lectionary for the whole church by Dr. Wilda Gaffney, and she includes translations, uh, what she calls gender expansive translations, and of the Bible to be able to have uh, all people, like to more readily express how we are all made in God's image. And Mm. reading her translations gives me, it just brings it to life in this whole new way because it makes it so apparent that, wait, there is this God that is communicating to me, to me personally through this text in a way that's like, I want to bring you to life spiritually and here's Mm. how. Suddenly, you know, just things that might sort of shut my brain off suddenly are just alive and vibrant. Uh, And that, so anyway, that's coming to mind hearing, hearing that, hearing that number. Um, what could be more read, so. more precious than that? I think that's the essence of Swedenborg's mm-hmm. uh, his view of the Bible and his own experience of it. That this yeah. is actually it, it talks in the Old Testament about the tent of meeting, you know, yes. where God and human beings come together. You know, this is a place, uh, and I love the way you put it. It's. Um, it doesn't happen to me every day, but at times the text, I can feel that, that it's a very personal regard. And there, there are personal marching orders, if you will, that, that mm-hmm. are, or, or, or comfort yeah. or challenge uh, that are coming through the text from a God who knows me intimately yeah. better than I do and loves me nonetheless, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and wants to further my my progress and, and form this relationship, this partnership. Uh, yes. W- what could be better than that? Oh, it's so beautiful that it's alive. It's so great. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan, for this time. And I, I feel very well fed feel very uh, Good. nourished. It's been a treat, and for me too. It's fun to bounce these things off you and hear your reactions, and mm-hmm. and I and I hope that other people who are listening to this podcast are are blessed by it, uh, because it's certainly a blessing to be part of it at this end. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. That's great. Win-win for everybody. So thanks so much, and I look forward to next time. I hope your heart was uplifted and your mind inspired by this week's NCE Spotlight. Subscribe to the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast to tap into this stream of fresh insights from the New Century Edition translation and join us on our excursions into the historical context of Swedenborg's life and works. As we travel into the past, we find it is eminently relevant to the present. And if you've benefited from the work of the Swedenborg Foundation through Off the Left Eye and the New Century Edition, consider supporting us with a donation. We are a nonprofit and depend on the support of our donors. To give, go to Swedenborg.com donate. Give if you can, receive if you need. We're all in this together, and we're so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs>